0: My name is Amanda.
1: And my name is not Kristen.
0: (laughs) And I am one half of the Extra Sisters. And if you remember from last year... Uh, This is my husband, Brad, and we do the Valentine's Day episode every year. So welcome to episode 66. And in this episode, we are going to be discussing My Bloody Valentine from 1981. Last year, we discussed My Bloody Valentine from 2009. So the remake on this original. So we kind of did it out of order. But last year, we had discussed My Bloody Valentine from 2009 because we had both seen it. And you're not a big fan of horror in general. So we kind of edged you into it a little bit on something that you had seen. And before we get started, I did want to mention this is kind of a family recording session. Both of our dogs are in here with us, and usually we kick them out, or you're babysitting while Kristen and I record. (laughs) But it's snowing outside, and it's way too cold to put them outside. And if we put them outside of the room, they will cry. So we just figured we'd leave them in here. The only conundrum we have is that we have a pug. So and she snores
1: when she's awake.
0: Yeah. So you may hear some snorting, but that's that's just the way it's gonna be. So I'm sorry if you pick her up in the background. Before we get started, we've been doing this podcast for over a year now. And like I said, you are not a horror fan.
1: No, never have been.
0: Has and you but you have gone to see some horror with me and or I've watched a shit ton of movies <laughs> over the past year year and a month or so when you've watched some of it with me how were there any movies that stuck with you that you really enjoyed over the past year
1: i fucking loved us yeah you saw that in theaters with us when it came out yes yes i loved that you know for me it wasn't always like horror in general it was like I hate jump scares I hate cheesy stuff I hate it when you can like watch a movie and know exactly what's gonna happen at the end but five also, minutes in so
0: don't shit on horror too much you're just really easy to jump like you jump really easily yeah you scare really easily yeah I'm a
1: wimp about it but yeah
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't mind a lot of like the 80s stuff you know I just never went out of my way to watch it I wasn't so like, you
0: don't mm-hmm. mind slashers basically. no no
1: not at all I didn't grow up with it my dad hates it my dad's worse than me about it yeah uh, he's jumpier than me you like crack a you close a door too hard at night and he literally gets up and comes out and thinks someone's robbing the house
0: <laughs> so and your mom didn't really like horror your sister didn't really like horror
1: my sister got a, a chain email with a cartoon ghost on it and couldn't look out the window um <laughs> back she, in the day she saw the cover of the grudge That's and was scared of everything fair though, um scary. <laughs> she was scared of cartoon like little cutesy cartoon ghosts not like not like you know an animated cartoon series or something. It was, yeah. like, literally just a cute little dancing ghost gif thing. My mom watched horror movies because she babysat a lot. She, so that was all that was on late at night. Yeah. So she watched it, and then I think it was The Exorcist that just kind of killed it for her.
0: That's totally fair, though. It almost killed it for me, too. That was a lot to handle. Especially if you're watching it alone at night, like, babysitting. Yeah, That's how she... most babysitters in movies get killed, is watching yeah. horror movies. Yeah, so.
1: I mean, she it, she said it was, like you know, somewhere between like 11 and midnight, and it was the late night movie, and the ex yeah, The Exorcist came on while she was babysitting, and she freaked out, and yeah, yeah, that just kind of, I think that's what killed it for her, but she told me she's never been more scared in her life than the first time she saw that. Same. I've never seen it.
0: You've never seen The Exorcist? I have not. I would say let's watch it, but I can't. I I
1: knew I knew you wouldn't talk me into that one.
0: It's not jumpy though. (laughs) I don't really think it would bother you that much. I truly don't think it would scare you like it scares me because possession stuff like doesn't seem like you like the right. That's one of your favorite movies. I I love or like one of the. But yeah, one of the horror movies that you even when we started dating, we're like, oh, I like that one. I you even owned it.
1: Yeah, I got it for two dollars on Black Friday. Well,
0: I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you don't seem to be bothered by that, and I don't think it would bother you. Yeah,
1: I like the first couple Insidious movies. You know, they had a good plot, and it was it was enough of a twist to not like be totally predictable and all that. You know, mm-hmm. so I did enjoy those. Those had a good story, and that's that's what drew me into them.
0: Do you like the Conjuring films? Or did you, have you seen the Conjuring I have films? not seen the Conjuring films. I think you'd like them. We should do those. So you liked Us. Anything else that you watched this year? Or is that really the only one that sticks out?
1: I like the It, the, both It movies. I like the first one more than the second one. Especially, you know, when you told me about the changes from the book and how it was a lot different. And... Which is
0: interesting because you told me you are scared of clowns.
1: Yeah, the first it freaked me out when I was a kid and I stuck that through Tim it. The Tim Curry it? Yeah, that yeah. I my it was it came on TV. Actually, I was in the living room just watching something with my dad and it came on and that scene came on and I was like, "Nope, fuck that."
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think he turned on like hockey or something.
0: Just just eff it, not doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one we I honestly don't have a ton to say about the 1981 My Bloody Valentine because it's an 80s slasher. And there's not a ton. It
1: feels, like, compared to, like, any of the other slashers in the 80s, like, the main ones, the major ones, it feels B. It feels like it's a, a lot. It feels like it's well below those in terms of quality, too.
0: When you say 80s slashers, like, the normal ones, and for you, is that Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like the, um, the core. Those are the two, like, 80s. Yeah. But, like, Halloween is from the 70s. Mm, sorry, uh, that's right. Texas Chainsaws from the 70s. But you kind of mean, like, the core major yeah. slashers. Okay. Yeah. So, but I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, I don't think this one had as much of a budget, but I didn't do as much research on it because we just kind of watched it and immediately came to record. But the remake from 2009 is basically a direct mirror of this film. Uh, immediately... There's a, you can tell it's very 80. So this came out in 1981. This was the year after Friday the 13th came out. Uh, it was like, it came out right after Friday the 13th. And so it had to have been in production during Friday the 13th, or at least almost immediately. I'm not sure what the production time on this was. And they probably saw quite a bit of the success that Friday the 13th had, both with the sex and with the blood. And they took a lot of that because there's, like, college-aged young kids just getting killed.
1: Yeah. Which and, is oh, I mean,
0: most slashers.
1: Yeah. College kids getting killed. All they want to talk about is drinking and fucking.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's not as much of, like, the drinking and fucking in this. But, like, most of the killing happens at a party. So, basically, the premise of this film is... This is the first Valentine's Dance. This town actually is called, I think, Valentine's Bluff or something Valentine like Bluffs. that. And this is the first Valentine's Dance they've had in 20 years because there was a mine accident and this guy got left behind and he afterwards went and killed the supervisors that basically left their post and he warned them not to have another Valentine's Dance and so they hadn't in 20 years. And they figured 20 years is long enough, so they're going to start celebrating the holiday that their town is named for, which is, like, a huge fucking mistake. But I don't really blame them, because, like, you can't really live in the past like that forever, oh, yeah. I guess.
1: Yeah, and let's just go back a second. This movie starts off, the first scene of the movie, I was like, oh, God, the 09 one is going to be, like, identical, because the first scene is him getting getting it, getting it going with a, with a woman in the mine and starts taking her clothes off, but she won't let him take any of his stuff off, and then he just jumps right in.
0: Yeah, we could Valentine's Day roleplay a minor. Ooh. Probably not. It's like a cheaper Darth Vader.
1: You mean Kylo Ren?
0: Yeah, I do mean Kylo Ren. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. You know me. I'm not yeah. a Darth Vader girl. I'm much more of a Kylo Ren girl. Kylo Bay. Yep. But, uh... Immediately, you're right. We do get this girl in the mines, and she's actually there's no boob boob in this movie. There's no just just straight up titty.
1: No, there was just a bra and a little grope on the bra, followed promptly by a pickaxe at the chest.
0: Right, <laughs> but there's no titty. There's actually no actual sex either. There's the thing you things you do right before sex, mm-hmm. but there's no there's it's just suggestive this movie is actually pretty tame and the gore is actually pretty tame too, but it's not boring. It could be,
1: especially for 81. Yeah. It looked pretty decent.
0: Especially right after Friday the 13th and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, and it was actually pretty good. It did seem like it had a lower budget, but it also seemed like it spent a lot of its budget on the blood and the gore. And so for that, I will say it was totally fine. I was definitely satisfied with the violence, Mm -hmm. but uh, they're having this dance and there's just like a bunch of young guys that work in the mines. And just like you did in the 2009 remake, and I know this one came first, but since we reviewed the 2009 one first, that's kind of why I keep comparing it to the 2009. Yes. I realize this one came first, but um, they're kind of a bunch of assholes. The guys that kind of work down there, they're like the very, I don't really know, like, to I guess they're not in high school anymore, but if you had to imagine like the bunch of jocks, you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of what these guys are. Oh yeah. And the mayor, actually, we start right off the bat, the mayor receives a, a human heart in a box and a warning poem, basically beware the 14th. And there actually is a Friday the 13th in this film because it starts off on Thursday the 12th. Yep. So I don't know if that's a callback to Friday the 13th. I'm sure it is because again, 1981. Friday the 13th came in 1980, so I'm sure it's a call to Friday oh, yeah. the 13th, because uh, Valentine's Day is on Saturday the 14th. And I think it is this year as well.
1: No, it's Friday the 14th this year.
0: Oh, it's Friday the 14th, that's right. Oh, we don't have a Friday the 13th, we just, we only have one this year. I'm an idiot, I know the Friday the 13th this year, because we do the Friday the 13th. Kirsten's going to be mad when he records this, I know, tsk, tsk, this. Tsk, I know. So, and then there's this crazy guy in a bar, but he's not really crazy. He's actually right. So 20 years, he tells a story. 20 years earlier, there was the mining accident and Harry was left alive. And a year later, he killed his supervisors. And we already talked about that. But he kind of is the one that's drinking at the bar that telling, tells the story over and over and over. And everybody just thinks he's What's like... He's the bartender? The, well, everybody just thinks he's the crazy lunatic, though. Yeah,
1: but he, yeah he's the owner of the bar. Yeah.
0: And the heart, they take the, the heart that was found in the box to the coroner, and the coroner confirms it's a young woman's heart. So you know it's the in one 30s. from the... That's very specific, but you know it's the one from yeah. the beginning of the What's well, that's what he said. I know. And then we get... I'm kind of jumping around here, but there's a lot of just this town, like... Of course, the police chief doesn't want the town to know what's going on because he doesn't want them to panic. Mm. And there's this woman, Mabel, that's putting on the dance she's just doing laundry in her laundromat and the killer you get his point of view and his like you know Darth Vadery breathing and he leaves her a box and the poem says roses are red violets are blue one is dead and so are you and he fucking kills her and we come back to that later and the subplot here is just like in the two thousand nine. There are these two guys fighting over this one girl, which is so tiring.
1: <laughs> yeah, Axel and TJ. TJ
0: in this one. I think it's Tom in the two thousand nine. Yeah, but I'm sure Tom version. is. T-
1: or TJ is Tom Junior. Or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like His, that. TJ's dad owns the mine, so he comes. He thinks he's hot shit. He went over. He went out to the west coast to blaze his own trail and do his own thing and get out of town. And well, he kind of failed and fell back and started working for Daddy again. And thought that when he came back, his girl would just dump the guy she was with and crawl back to him, and it'd just be fairy tales and rainbows like nothing happened. And uh, well, now she's
0: with somebody else because she's not gonna just put her whole life on hold because you wanted to go chase a dream and just be sitting there twiddling her thumbs when you st- never called you yeah. never talked to her you never bothered never wrote a single letter oh men went to war and still wrote letters you come can on, go to dude
1: you can go to the west coast and make your 80s california money yeah don't know what the, california was big on in the early 80s it doesn't matter late He's, 70s I guess. you can you still get
0: left. odd jobs and write letters <laughs> <laughs> and they that's not they had telephones come on man this is the 80s it's
1: not like it's the
0: 20s yeah exactly but this narrative gets really tiring, and I think a lot of the reason that this movie for me was tired was just because we did the same movie last year. We just did the newer version of it, and it's the same thing. But you actually were watching this, and you actually told me you liked this one better than the 2009 remake.
1: Yeah, for me, the 2009 remake was it was one of the first like major uh, movies with the new 3D technology. Like and the it, Real D or whatever. Yeah, and I think it was the first horror to do it, so all it did was gimmick that. Now, and it took away from everything.
0: To clarify, it was not the first horror film in 3D. No. Because like Friday, the sequel to Friday the 13th did the 3D thing. And, and Jaws 3D. Yeah. But when we got into the, you know, mid 2000s and everything started coming out in 3D, this was one of the like first like, you know.
1: For the, yeah, that new, the new one where all the people punch the lenses out and have fake glasses. Yeah. Like right. the first of that era of 3D. <laughs> right.
0: Right. And you saw the new one in theaters. Yes. Or the 2009 one in theaters. Yes, I did. Yeah, and they really played up that 3D.
1: Yeah, that was about the only redeeming quality of it. And the best part from that one was when he put the pickaxe through the chest and the heart stuck to it and came out of the screen in 3D. That was, like, the coolest part.
0: Did you go on a date?
1: It was actually with my high school girlfriend and her parents.
0: Oh.
1: And I was, what, 17? Yeah, 16, 17, somewhere in there. I think I was still 16. But, yeah, that was a real awkward one.
0: Yeah, I bet.
1: We'll leave it at that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's not, though. The, the This one's way more tame. Like, in the 2009 one, there's, like, a sex scene that they film. And, like, she dies, like, toppled. Like, this one is, like I said, there's none of that. And this one, you know, it's just two dudes fighting over Sarah the whole time. And then... We are body's kind of, drinking in the background. <laughs> yeah, and then we have we realized that the Psych Ward has no record of Harry Warden at all. So that's kind of a subplot we get. And the only thing that I had to say was a lot of these eighties movies are very campy. And Chris and I have talked a lot about when we do the eighties slashers or just like eighties movies in general, even if they're good, and I'm not saying the eighties movies aren't good. The 80s and early 90s tended to be very overacted. Yes. And that was just a trend in acting and even across genres. But especially in this movie, it's so melodramatic. Like the narrative of the love story between like TJ and Sarah, like he takes her to this little spot by a ravine. He's like, you remember this spot and the music they play in? It was very soap opera-y.
1: It was like more soap opera e bullshit. It's soap
0: opera opera e is
1: a hard word. Okay, it's more bull. It's more of that bullshit than Star Wars. What is it? Episode two. Yeah. <laughs> when Padme and Anakin are dancing in the meadow at their
0: rolling in the grass. Yeah. Laughing. It's like it's like almost yeah. that level bullshit. Right, and that's what I mean. Like that's and that's again. It's campy. Like and and that's what. These are Friday the Thirteenth. Aside from it being at camp, is very campy. Like <laughs> convenient. Even Nightmare on Elm Street has like it's a little bit more sophisticated in my opinion than Friday the Thirteenth, but it is still in it's still very campy, and that's just the way it is. Even into the '90s and and even into the 2000s until we get to probably God the 2010s. That style of horror acting breaks up a little bit. And it's not in every single movie, but it's definitely a, like a trend yeah, in definitely. horror. And this is a little bit more low budget, and these actors weren't super popular. And so they <laughs> weren't getting like A list actors, anyways. So yeah, it's definitely like in your face about how dramatic everything is, how melodramatic it is. So going back to poor Miss Mabel, she was killed in her laundromat. The sheriff finds her. In a dryer, tumbling around on high heat, which is real grody.
1: Yeah, the it. W- I thought this was a little bit more honestly, like graphic than the 2009 dryer one. When the maid got put, the in the maid, yeah. oh, sh- put in the dryer, yeah. I thought I forgot she was
0: put in the dryer. It showed more in this maid,
1: one, but yeah, it, it definitely showed more, and it was more like, like the maid was just some random like. Not even like see character in the movie like you see you saw her for like three seconds before where well, Mabel she was
0: put there to call back to this scene yeah because exactly because this was so iconic
1: yeah where Mabel was like a core character you know up until then she was the one responsible for the dance She for was putting it
0: back together yeah right.
1: she was bringing the town back to what it was before Harry's bullshit yeah and or the then... mind collapse yeah. yeah and now she's well she's the hottest one in town
0: oh my fucking god. Yes. <laughs> So, the sheriff doesn't want anybody to know about this, so he has the ambulance come, like, get her behind the building. But he, like, panics and cancels the dance, which is fair because it literally, like, he leaves a note and he's like, cancel the dance or you're going to get a third body. So, he does. And he says, no dances, no parties. And he basically forbids it. And the kids desi- decide to have a party at the mines anyways, because why not?
1: Good old Tweedle Tweedledum, Tweedle Dumb, Tweedle Dumber, Tweedle Even Dumber, Tweedle Dumbest, all the way down. Yeah. They just decide to go to the, what is it, the clubhouse at the it's like mine their, pretty much, like their like break their room. It's
0: like their break room, but they have like foosball and a pool table. or and Like a
1: full kitchen in the back. They have It's like, it's like a little snack shack. It's almost or... like a snack bar yeah. in the back with like fryers and big fridges and stuff. And they're just having a party, drinking beer, boiling up some dogs. Yeah. Because everybody in the 80s loved a nice boiled wiener.
0: Hey, my dad used to boil me hot dogs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my dad used to put them in the microwave.
0: But then they get those little nasty, like, they start, like, splitting. and Yeah, them, that's like, how you know it's done. Ew, and they it's get all extra, rubbery. Extra juicy. I'm going to put an Instagram poll up and be like, do you boil <laughs> your wiener or do you microwave your wiener? Or are
1: you a sophisticated motherfucker and cook it on a griddle or a, or a skillet?
0: Or grill them.
1: Or grill. Ooh.
0: No, but if you're dogs. if you're just a simpleton and you just want a really quick hot dog, uh, you microwave
1: it because it takes 15 seconds.
0: You, but boiling gives it the best texture. Fine, whatever, okay. whatever, whatever. We don't need hot dogs anymore.
1: We eat smart dogs, right? The Would vegan you ones. Boil in the microwave. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, you do both. You boil them in the microwave. Anyways.
1: Came full circle. So,
0: yeah, yep. So Harry takes a third body because, you know, they're still having a party, and he puts an axe through his head and his eyeball pops out. And again, the two thousand nine one does something similar with the three D eyeball popping out. And so really again, the two thousand nine one mirrored this very similarly, they just made it modern.
1: Yeah, they used the 3D to call back to the iconic parts because now that I think back, um, when they had the heart sticking out on the pickaxe, that was the kill in the first. She had the heart tattoo on her on her boob. Yeah. And the pickaxe hit right in the center of that tattoo right. when it came out from the from the back. Yep.
0: So at the party, uh, the first kill that happens to the kids is a kid gets drowned in the boiling hot dog water. And there's just so many things that are just disgusting about that. <laughs> what a way to die. First of all, boiling water... That's just terrible on its own, but it's got to be hot dog water.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, even hot dog water, that's, that's gross. That's, that's how you prank people you don't like. When you don't want people to stay at your house for a party, you make ice cubes out of hot dog water and put those in their drinks.
0: Ew, you never did that.
1: I never have, but it's on the, it's on the back burner in case someone I don't like comes over.
0: And then there's a couple that's like getting ready to fuck.
1: Oh yeah, they some nice heavy padding going on. But
0: then this fucking idiot, she's, he's like, let's go get some beers. Or she's like, get me a, some beers. Why didn't you get the beers first, first yeah, of all?
1: Yeah, first and second of all, when she was telling him she wanted a beer, she was being unclear. She said, we need something. And he got, he reaches the wall, he's like, oh, I'm good. Pulls a condom out. She's like, no, silly, a couple of beers. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, how campy can you be about wanting beer before you fuck?
0: Also, just get the beer later. It's not like... You're going to get sloshed on a beer each before you...
1: And even if you chug three beers, it's going to take a few minutes to kick in. Third of all, I mean, he was kind of the goofiest looking guy. Maybe she just needed some courage and to to blur things a little bit. Maybe she wanted some beer he goggles. Wasn't
0: that goofy looking. He was, and plus, the... it was really dark. Eh. But he takes... Like, she even says, hurry up. And he's leaving her in this spooky mine where their uniforms are all hung up. Like, right outside the showers. And it's scary. And she's like, just hurry up. And he goes and he, like, gets the beers. But then he asks his friend after he had a fight about this girl, like, hey, what's wrong, man? It's like, are you going to go do her or not? That but, was, like,
1: the least 80s thing ever. But he, Guys in 80s movies weren't supportive of each other. <laughs> but it
0: takes, like, way too fucking long. And so she gets killed. But you know she's going to get killed. Like, that's the point.
1: This was one of the cooler kills, I thought, though.
0: Well, then you can tell, you can tell it. Cool.
1: Yeah, so... um, pretty much she hears all the showers turn on and the steam building up and she's like oh if you're trying to scare me you're doing a darn good job there sounded she's real like Canadian. it sounded real she sounded real <laughs> Minnesota for a minute in this one but yeah so like all the all the outfits and uniforms start dropping she starts freaking out and then turns around and lo and behold there is Mr. Warden. Grabs her by the face, one hand on each cheek, and picks her up and shoves her head onto the makeshift shower head, which was literally just pipes that were bent and then crimped at the end to form form like a shower head kind of like water pressure thing. I lost the words. But yeah, stuck her on that and then turned the water on. So when they found her, she just had water Flying out of every orifice on her face.
0: So she was the shower head. Get it?
1: Oh, how's it feel making a good dad joke? How's it feel?
0: (laughs) I am the dad joke on our podcast. Ooh. Like I make the dad jokes. Nice. I'm proud. Actually, Kristen and I do a pretty good split, but most of them happen when we aren't recording and we just yell at each other. We're like, get it. (laughs) And yeah, most people don't hear them, unfortunately, because we forget by the time we record. Aren't they good, though? They are good. They feel good. I know they do. So, the rest of the... So, a lot of these kids that are left think it's a good idea to go down into the mines and ride the mine cart. Is that what they're called?
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's like a roller coaster, isn't it? It literally goes straight down and straight back up. It's not exciting. It's just dark and cold.
0: Yeah. And that creates the perfect scenario for the rest of them to get picked off.
1: Yeah, they're... this This movie, they definitely... Live up to the stereotype of just dipshit teenagers who do everything possible to help themselves get killed.
0: Yeah, I mean, in their defense, they don't really know that people are getting killed. I just think it's a bad idea to go down into a mine that is not being supervised by the people that are supposed to be supervising it because being 2,000 feet underground just sounds like a dangerous job in general. You mm-hmm. know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, mining is, like, the most dangerous job in the world, so.
0: Exactly. So, I wouldn't want to ride a mine cart in the dark where nobody that's, like, in power or that supervises these mines knows where I'm at. You know what I mean? Especially knowing, I know that it was 20 years ago and things have improved, but knowing that it has collapsed before doesn't make me feel all warm and fuzzy about, like, going down there.
1: Yeah, I mean, kind of in their defense, though, the collapse was caused by a methane leak and then a, then a lantern that used actual open flame, so it ignited, yeah. where they used electric ones. They didn't use anything that was actual fire.
0: Right. I just think it sounds like a very bad idea. I mean, I'm
1: not disagreeing on that. Front.
0: <laughs> I would never be like, you know, I just think it sounds fun to go 2,000 feet underground, but maybe it's just because, like, that just seems a little claustrophobic.
1: I mean, it did kind of make a nice... It would have made... It almost made a nice sex dungeon for those two, though.
0: It did, almost. Until they got killed. Because, of course, I just wrote down a couple breaks off to, you know, be alone.
1: Yeah, break off to be alone. Go into the engine room. Get the engine revving.
0: And then they get, what, was it a pipe or something? It was like a gigantic
1: drill bit. It was... It looked like a drill bit. Yeah. It was big.
0: Just like... And then they're together forever. Because they're literally, like... Speared together. Two
1: hearts became one, literally. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Happy Valentine's Day. Woo! And then the rest of the people at the party realize that people are dying and they panic. They found hot dog water guy's head in the freezer. They panic. And then, of course, they find the guy that was supposed to go have sex with the girl who is now a shower head, a dead shower head. <laughs> finds her goes back so now everybody's panicking and tj realizes that everyone's down the mines and that harry's back and gets his buddy axel he's like okay we need to go down and save them
1: he bribes him into it. he's like sarah's down there we got to go save
0: her Get closer to the mic.
1: he bribes her into it he's like sarah's down there with the others we got to go save her kind of trying to appeal that love interest to get some help right
0: because they've actually had a fist fight over her at this point which like even sarah says she's like i have a mind of my own but nobody really cares like she's they like don't i'm care tired of it 2009 one they don't care in this one women can't speak for themselves whatever i guess
1: like ungodly amounts of testosterone
0: just raging oh god in both 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 of them both of these versions And so now they just basically all get picked off one by one until Axel, Sarah, and TJ are left. And in this version, what they did differentiate was who the killer was. Mm -hmm. In the 2009 version that we talked about last year, which, again, you can go and listen to that episode where Brad and I talk about it. But Tom or TJ, the one that left and came back, is the killer. Yes. But in this one, it's actually Axel. Is the killer because Axel's father was one of the supervisors that got killed and Axel was under the bed watching his father get killed mm-hmm. which caused his psychosis apparently which what we're assuming is psychosis to take on the role of Harry Warden who we find out actually died five years prior to this incident and so there's a collapse that traps Axel the cops in the town get there trying to dig him out yeah. TJ
1: lets them know it's Axel it's Axel
0: yeah
1: but they're still trying to get him out so they can arrest him and do all the stuff they gotta do
0: yep but TJ would rather break off his arm and Axel I'm sorry yes you're right Axel Wrong <laughs> would rather break off his own arm and run away from them and it basically ends with him just running away laughing and then the credits roll.
1: He did at the end also kind of make a rhyme with one of the lines to Sarah was Sarah be my bloody Valentine. So right. it kind of called back to the title at the end.
0: Yes, it did.
1: Kind of like that Family Guy episode.
0: I mean, I could see this being like a good movie to put on for Valentine's Day. If you want to like order a pizza and watch a slasher and just like it's not a ton of substance like it's not like a the best horror movie i've ever seen or the best slasher i've ever seen it's probably not even in my top five best slashers oh no but it's like it's kind of like halloween like it's not nearly as good as halloween but it's like a holiday specific horror movie you know
1: yeah it's a good one just order some pizza valentine's on a friday this year have a nice have a nice night in. Turn on this movie, order a pizza, grab some beers.
0: Yeah, or the remake. Chill. Honestly, either one of them are fine. This one is less like sex. Like there's obviously like implies that cuz it's like kids having parties, but nobody actually gets naked and it's a lot more tame as far as that goes and it focuses more on the blood, which was actually pretty satisfying cuz the kills were pretty good in this. Like I said earlier, it seems like they spent a lot of their time, budget and effort on the blood which was pretty good yeah
1: i'd say this story is much better as a 1981 movie than a 2009 movie just based on the time frame um, yeah. the story holds up better in 81 than it could than it did in 09
0: which is probably where the 09 version suffers yeah like i think i liked the 2009 one better than you did because you really don't like that movie but you liked this one for what it is for what it is yeah yeah Would I probably bust it out every single year on Valentine's Day? Personally, no. But we don't really do anything on Valentine's Day anyways. I
1: won't even be home.
0: Yeah. We never do. (laughs) So
1: I'll be working.
0: Yeah. So we, and we never, I mean, I just don't like crowds. I don't like going out. I don't like having to wait an hour and a half to eat somewhere. That It's way
1: too stressful. Yeah. I'm always, I've always been one where it's more romantic to make a dinner at home and actually do something like make dinner together and do something just chill at home save the money just have fun rent a movie get a nice dessert make a nice dinner together that's more what i like to do
0: yeah but if you do go out for valentine's day there's nothing wrong with that we just don't ever make plans in advance or like reserve anything so and we don't really celebrate valentine's day like we don't really get anything you got me something this year that i bought for myself that was
1: like 80% off
0: <laughs> yeah but that's just because it was a good deal yeah exactly. and it was something you liked so we just so... said screw
1: it and I you ordered it and I said yeah you don't get this till February yeah.
0: but you know it's fun it's fun to have an excuse to just celebrate the person that you're with or you love or yourself if you know if you know that's, that's what you got hey in There's college nothing wrong with that
1: in college my guy friends and I would get together and we'd all go out and get beers
0: or do a Galentine's Day, or a Valentine's what, What's the guy's version? I don't know. I
1: don't know either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, pick a, pick a name for it, I guess. But I'd probably give this film, like, a three out of five. Yeah, like, I'd be right about there. Middle of the road yeah. for me. But it had, like I said, good gore. It's not something where, like, if it was on on Valentine's Day, like, if it was on cable, I would not go out of my way to, like, find this movie to watch. But if it was on cable somewhere and I was home and I was not doing anything, I would probably watch it, you know? And it's fun enough. So yeah, three out of five, definitely. It's enjoyable as a slasher. There's a few
1: chuckles here and there.
0: Yeah. Some one-liners hit every now and then.
1: Yeah, definitely that classic 80s zinger.
0: Exactly. (laughs) And the production value wasn't like super cheap either. No. It wasn't like a garbage film or made for like $2,000 or whatever.
1: Yeah. You could tell it was a legitimate movie i mean what was it paramount yeah i mean it was paramount so it was legitimate it was just a you know lower tier
0: it was just campy. yeah yeah it
1: was called the 80s
0: it was called the 80s <laughs> and on that note happy valentine's day we hope that whatever you're doing and whoever you with whoever you with whoever you are with you enjoy it uh, you can follow us not him but the extra sisters <laughs> don't follow
1: me i don't post anything and want to do it's a really <laughs> shitty pun
0: on Facebook and Instagram at The Extra Sisters Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at The Extra Sisters. You can find us on Patreon, and thank you so much to our patrons. We love you so much, and you can find you get bonus content, special entries to giveaways. We actually just gave away our first giveaway, which was really exciting. You can find us on Patreon.com slash The Extra Sisters Podcast. Highly recommend you check that out. We only have two tiers, a $1 and a $5, so it's cheap to contribute, and it gets you a lot of cool stuff. And next time, it's playtime again.
1: And until next time, stay creepy.